Our feminine energy is gone. I know. <laughs> Here, let's pour one out for her. Right? Hello and welcome to Game On, a podcast about gaming and other geek culture topics from a queer perspective. I am your host, Mark Waters, and with us is Stephen H. Garcia. Hi! <laughs> cool. And our third co-host, Adam. Stephen, where have you been? Well... <laughs> where have you been? Uh, well... well... <laughs> All right, let's, we'll get back to that in a second. Let's start how we normally start with this, which is what we're currently playing. Press start to play. Um, I did. I am still playing Assassin's Creed, and I do mm-hmm. dip into that every now and then, but, you know, as usual, there are certain games pop up that you're like, oh, I just want to take a peek at this. Right. Um, one of them was uh, I bought on sale um, uh, Alien Isolation. Uh-huh. On PlayStation? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it is a scary game, because you don't... You do have a gun, uh-huh. but you... You have limited ammunition. This is more of the like survival horror, run mm-hmm. and hide type of right. Thing. And uh, doesn't like the gun like do shit. <laughs> no, it, well, yes, there are <laughs> robots. They're called working joes, <laughs> and they don't go down with one shot. And they're when you hit them, they have that white milk that seeps out of them, like the uh, androids. Uh-huh. But they're more obviously androids. It's not like right. And there they're are not Michael Fassbender with his oh yeah, no. his, his blood cum. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh my gosh, is this an excuse to bring up the Fassbender scale? <laughs> well, you don't see any junk. I mean, the only oh. junk that you see is like space junk. Okay. Um, They're on the Michael Fassbender android scale. So you're you're Ripley's daughter. Okay. And her mother's just been missing wait. for years. The clone Ripley? <laughs> no, I'm like, no, wait, no. which Okay, <laughs> so let's go back a little bit. There was a special edition of a, of uh, the 1988 Aliens, uh-huh. the one that directed by James Cameron. Right. There was a cut scene where, um, who's the comedian from uh, Mad About You? Oh, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. Uh-huh. He's the asshole guy from the company that goes right. with them. He comes in to, her, to talk to her when she's still recuperating from being recovered. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, well, I have that information on your daughter. She died like 12 years ago at the age of 70 something. Mm. Ripley had been in hypersleep for so long mm-hmm. that her daughter, do- which is why she Would had have such been, a. St- so she had a daughter even before Alien. Yeah. Yes. She had left behind her family. And that's why she has str- such a strong connection to the little girl Newt that they discover on the Got planet. It. Because by that point, she's already discovered that her own daughter has died. And Newt is about the same age that her daughter was when she left. Isn't is that considered canon? Yes. Does it mostly come out at night? It <laughs> mostly. 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 <laughs> so, the game is Ripley's daughter, who uh-huh. they 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 find the flight recorder from the Nostromo. Okay. And it's aboard a space station, that. Which is the first ship, from the Nostromo Alien. was the first ship that Ripley destroyed. Right. You know, thinking the alien was on it. They don't really explain where this new alien comes from, Mm -hmm. but not only are you trying to get back to your ship, which somebody else is flying it around, you know, so you're trying to find a way for it to dock. Mm -hmm. You have to escape an alien. You have to uh, maneuver around these working Joes that are always trying to, um, for your own good, they're trying to stop you from running around the ship because it's dangerous. And so what they do is they grab you very strongly and all of a sudden they've become murderous. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's for your own good. Of course. Of course. Um, and so I I played that for a little bit and I put it to the side. There, 
the way the game was designed, there are motion detectors that you have to stand. You, if there is an alien around, if you move at all with that controller, it will discover you. If you the, you can turn on your um, whatever picks up the sound mm-hmm. from the room, your mm-hmm. camera or whatever, mm-hmm. you can have that on and if it hears you breathing oh too God. loudly or talking it knows you're there Hell so no. i disabled both of those of course because <laughs> i want to enjoy the game exactly. yeah but i can imagine Run, at some point yeah, right <laughs> oh hells no yeah um there are humans on the space station but none of them are there to help you they've all you know gone into groups that are all fighting each other trying to fight for resources and all that kind of stuff so clicks. pretty much <laughs> And the one that was helping you, well, let's just say he doesn't last too long. <laughs> um, it is an alien game after all. Right. The other game that I downloaded, mm-hmm. um, and this is one that I really don't want to spoil very much of at all. It's called Firewatch. Okay. And the setup is that you're, it's, it takes place in the um, late 80s. Like, it actually has a year. Uh-huh. And you're a guy who um, is hired to be a like a fire watch in a forest mm-hmm. and the only person you really communicate is a woman who's at another fire tower <laughs> who's basically your boss mm-hmm. and um it does go into the guy's backstory a little bit it goes into her backstory a little bit but uh, let's just say that what starts off as a normal hopefully boring job quickly becomes a, a more of a mystery mm-hmm. you are not alone and the other interesting point, and it's just the story is completely engrossing. Where I I was gonna play for like I was. Is it like a puzzle solving type of thing? No, nah, um, not really. You have to go to different locations. They have these boxes that they're they're all set to the same code one two three four. Uh-huh. And he's like, really? Yeah, I just wanted to make it easy. You know, is what he says to the the his boss. Right. Right. And um, so there are maps in there that you can update your own map, mm-hmm. and but it does send you all around this forest through different paths, mm-hmm. and there are different sites that you're constantly talking to, or like, hey, I found some bear claw ma- marks, mm-hmm. and then she'll, t- yeah, that's normal for a forest, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the voice of the guy that you're playing is uh, one of the guys from Mad Men. Oh, okay. The the heavy set guy with the glasses. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember what his name was. Harry, he's, maybe? Or... Yep. <clears throat> he's also in Glow. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I love him. He is He is so much fun to watch for some reason. Uh-huh. I haven't seen either one of those. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> Glow is really good. <laughs> Mad Men, you probably, is not your, it's probably not your cup of tea, Steven. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> I don't, anyway, I love the show. I love him. I knew it was him, but I I backed it up by Wikipedia. But mm-hmm. speaking of Wikipedia, I did go on there to do some research about the background. Mm-hmm. I started to read the synopsis of the story, and I just, I had to stop. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm really enjoying this story. I'm enjoying the dialogue. I don't want to ruin it. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a beautiful game. It's rendered in sort of a cartoon style. Is this is this also on PlayStation? Well, we I bought it as a download. I haven't seen it for sale as a hard copy. Okay. Because I, I saw a news thing just this week that they're porting it to Switch. So I didn't... So, But but it was a download game that you're playing on PlayStation. Is yes. that correct? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. 
And and again, we got it on some kind of sale. Right. Ryan kept. I'm, I wanted to buy it like for full price, and Ryan was like, "It'll go on sale. Wait. It'll go on sale." <laughs> yeah, they come like flash sales like every yeah. week, pretty yep. much. Oh, I'm learning. Um, and so you know, it has cut into my Assassin's Creed time, but mm-hmm. I think. Um, well, what are you currently playing, Adam? <laughs> well, I'm playing a few things, but yes, one of them is Assassin's Creed, which I'll get to in a minute. Okay. Uh, first, I kind of wanted to talk about Zelda a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Are we going to disagree because, again? <laughs> no. Okay, so weirdly, after I beat the game... So because I'm playing on the Switch, I actually usually just take time like every day on my lunch break to play it at work mm. as a handheld. Okay. When I'm at home at night, you know, when I play on the on the TV, usually I go back to PlayStation. But because I've had this time with the Switch, like, you know, just at, on lunch, I've gone back to Zelda after I beat the game. And I have to say, it's actually, like, kind of a more fun game after you beat it. Oh, yeah? Because when I was going through and, like, completing all the temples and doing all the side quests, like, a lot of that stuff is really, really fun. And so I definitely think it's a good game. I, I think my problems were just how it sort of introduces you to the world and gets you used to all the different systems at play. Mm-hmm. So um, I it's it's a good game. I just think it it's not as perfect as all the reviews said from last year. But yeah, I totally had fun going back and doing all the, the side quests. I found all of the temples, although I didn't complete all the temples oh. because... There's like maybe 10 that are the major tests of strength where you have to beat those robot things. And they take a long time if, you know, there are like strategies to beat them quickly, but, you know, it takes time to do all of them, so. But did you master deflecting their shots back at them? No, so the trick that I found (laughs) online Uh, is you take an ice sword and freeze them, and then you take a lightning sword immediately after, which then while they're frozen does double damage. Is that right? Yeah. So you can just switch back and forth, and when you freeze them, they can't attack you. So right. you can basically like whittle down their health, like doing that over, like spamming it. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not the most like you know, <laughs> the way that they want you to do it, <laughs> but yeah. it works. Well, I didn't discover deflecting bolts until the very end, right? Just in time to defeat Ganon, right? Which it certainly helps there. Um, <laughs> so the uh, but then going back to PlayStation, we've been playing at night. I've really been hooked on the new DLC episode. Um, for Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm. So I think I last time I talked about the first big DLC episode, which was in Sinai. This new one takes place in Thebes. But it's this one is huge. It's it's raises the level cap ten levels. Wow, I mean, I've been playing it for probably two weeks and still have not finished it. Like it's almost its own like separate game. It's that big. Nice. One of the cool things is so <clears throat> you start in the city of Thebes and there's this curse basically of these sort of undead creatures that keep spawning so of course it's like Mm. you know not really how most of the assassin's creed stories go it's kind of a little fantasy story which sort of happens how they do their dlcs um and of course they sort of tangentially tie them into some artifact or you know some orb or something that's going on (laughs) but who cares about that because that's not the point right the point is you get to fight like mummies and you know dog-headed creatures and you know oh is anubis in this so yeah kind of mm-hmm. so part of the area is the te- the valley of kings where all those the tombs are in egypt mm. and there are four of the tombs that you go in and then when you when you enter them it you actually enter a whole new map of this like undead realm 
cool. So you're actually in this afterlife. Wow. So it's like totally supernatural. And each one of them, like, so there's Nefertiti, there's Tutankhamun, there's Ramesses and Akhtentin or something like mm. that. So each of them have their own map. And then as you do the quest to play through those maps, you have to then defeat that undead pharaoh at the end. Mm. So it's pretty fun. I mean, each map has these like giant scorpions. And so it's just sort of taken the Assassin's Creed world into this totally supernatural realm that's a lot of fun that's to cool. do, um, you know, just like as a fun DLC thing. So <laughs> I definitely think that this DLC episode has made the like um, ultra edition of the game that I got that, you know, you pay more and get the season pass. It's definitely made it worth it. They really have done a good job with it. And. I st- I'm like level 52 out of 55 and I, you know so there's still a, quite a bit to go and I'm really looking forward to like playing through it all nice well uh, Steven what are you currently playing oh my gosh so um, I beat Persona 5 after uh, 120 hours <laughs> <laughs> wow but like the whole time I was like yes more like <laughs> like I kind of want to play it all over again with new game plus because a lot of the stuff that you max out carries over. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those stats, like, you start off with right, right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. What is what is the thing about the game that, that, that you're most excited about? Like, what is it the story? Is it the gameplay? Like Yeah, what? there's so a lot of the characters have, like, the, like when you interact with them, they mm-hmm. have, like, these... Uh, they used to be called social links, but now they're called, like, confidants. Uh-huh. So they all have, like, their own sub-stories with uh-huh. your friends. So you have to, like... Go through them, make, make better friends with them, and then uh-huh. each time you rank up, you get a new stat. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it's like lear- like your party's backstory and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Nice. And then like so, while you're learning the backstory, you get these new like attacks or moves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like, if you get them, it's like you're breaking the game. Like you're becoming like OP. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them like once you max them out, you could start making like higher level personas. Mm-hmm. Does OP mean overpowered? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know what OPP is. <laughs> yeah, you don't know me. Yeah, well, all right. <laughs> OP is Ocean Pacific. I remember oh, yeah, that brand from right. the 80s. Absolutely. The short booty shorts. <laughs> right? Uh, but the story is great, and like all the, I love all the characters. Uh, there's like one character that you get like, like late in the game, which I kind of wish she was earlier in the game, so mm-hmm. you could like get all her stuff sooner. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be like, once I get her, I have to like focus on just her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been good. Like, um, and the anime starts today. Nice. So that's gonna be exciting. So you're talking about this because I think they released the first six minutes on YouTube. Yeah. But the the anime itself is gonna be in Crunchyroll. Yeah. Um, and it comes out like an hour after it's premiered in Japan. Oh. Oh wow. So like. Is Crunchyroll a pay service? Uh, you can watch everything for free. Uh huh. But you could pay for it not to have commercials. Got oh, it. Oh great. Kind so like, like Hulu. Yeah. Kind of. Or. Uh, the music one, Pandora, where you pay for mm. ads or whatever. Right, right. Got so it. it's kind of like that. Because nice. you have to pay for Hulu whether you watch commercials or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, There's now, like a well, premium yeah. one. Right. But there are free, there is free. Oh, yeah. But like, I have to, I watch the commercials and I still have to pay for Hulu. Right, that's true. Yeah. But if you pay more. <laughs> no, I'll stick with my $8 a month. <laughs> I can watch t- two commercials. You go to the bathroom anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, and I'm excited because they're making, like, all these, like, spin-off games. Um, when they did Persona 4, they had, like, a whole Persona dancing game for 4. <laughs> huh. Then they did a whole fighting game, and the fighting game was awesome. Mm. <clears throat> um, so I'm excited for them to, like, have, like, Persona 5, the fighting game. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's done like by the Guilty Gear people, so the animation is awesome. Nice. Oh, so this is a sure thing. Yeah. Oh. Well, they they already announced the the Persona Five dancing game. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Where's the beach volleyball game? <laughs> right. DOA. Yeah. They yeah. don't do that. That's a, that's a different company. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, but no, it's cool. And then all the the those side games all have like story modes too. Uh huh. So it's cool to see like what happens after the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just love the game and. I got really sad when it was over. <laughs> but I was like, ah, oh, I can do this again. <laughs> it's time. And there the music go. is, I just, it's like, I have that on like a loop on my phone when mm-hmm. I walk to work. It's so catchy. <laughs> Are there any of those like, I, I consider those Japanese like super fast tempo like no this is a very jazzy score. It's like acid jazz. Yeah, so if anything it actually, there's, when you're walking around the city it, it gets slower. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And there's some ones that are just like, it's a good little club mix. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The actiony ones are actiony enough. Yeah, the boss yeah. battles are like heavy metal. Nice. What's it? Quite opposite of Final Fantasy music. Yeah. <laughs> it's very settling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I beat that, and then I went back to playing Bayonetta 2, and I beat that. <laughs> Did that take that... you a little less time? Yeah, I went through that really fast. <laughs> and Bayonetta 2 is exclusive to Switch right now. Yes. Um, Do you know if they're planning to port it to anything? No. Because hmm. uh, Nintendo paid for that to be developed. Got it. Mm. Uh, like, they're almost not going to make it, and then Nintendo stepped in and funded it. So that's they own that. Wow. Nice. And they're paying for part what's, three. What's the developer? Uh, it was Platinum. Mm. Okay. So... Platinum gets hired out from bigger companies to do their games. Got it. Like, uh, Square hired Platinum to do uh, Near Automata. Mm-hmm. Um, and that game was awesome, too. Nice. So, how did it compare to the first one? Um, In the end. It was really fucking fun. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there was, like, a slightly more story. Mm-hmm. It was really wacky, but it mm-hmm. was, like, it was really fun to play. But it's still the same, like, campy over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And the end of it is, like, this sassy bitch. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just show her and her bestie just going shopping. And uh-huh. like, I just ruined another dress. God damn it. <laughs> I thought her dresses were all hair. Well, there's times where, like, she's just, like, shopping in the, in the city. Uh-huh. And she's, like, all glammed out. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, she's super sassy. It's great. Um, I can't wait for part three. Do you have a disc or did you download that one? I bought it. Okay. Uh, and then it came with the digital of part one. God. Does it have any gay characters in it if it's that sassy? Mm, not really. There's, it really focuses on her uh-huh. and like this one guy that like is all in love with her, that follows her around, but she treats him like shit. It's but isn't she kind of a lesbian with her other witch friends? Yeah, she's kind of. There's something there. <laughs> uh, because the, the main story is like, uh, Joan, her soul gets taken to hell, so you pretty much uh-huh. go into hell to get her soul back. Because she's like a thousand years old, right? Basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of like going back in time and seeing past like her oh. mom and dad and uh-huh. type thing and cool. going back into the future. It's is that they didn't show any of that in the first game. There was some time stuff in the first one. There's a lot of time stuff in both games. She's a time witch. Oh, so that's kind of her thing, right? <laughs> I see. Makes um, total sense. But yeah, <laughs> there's an anime of the the first Bayonetta game. That is it, really? Yeah, it's just like the, the whole story of the first game. Okay, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, we know that you can't just be two. Are there? Is there more? Uh, six more. Okay, oh, so my gosh. <laughs> no. Girl. Okay, uh, this one will do really fast. So Street Fighter Five has been doing these um, 
little weekly events where you could like earn money and then go into these battles you pay the money to that you earn to go into these battles mm-hmm. and you'll each time you win the battle you get like a little like gem and each gem like you'll collect four like throughout the month and you can unlock a cosplay outfit for a character Ooh. so like they're cross-promoting characters with like like dlc like costumes Nice. And it's been like, uh, they've been in Monster Hunter, so there's like a couple characters in mm. Monster Hunter outfits now. Oh boy. And then I think they just started doing Darkstalkers. So nice. there's a couple Darkstalkers in the game now. So it's pretty cool. Like, it's got a fun way to keep coming back every week to play the game. Cool. It's got you hooked. Yeah. I'm like, thank God they're doing something cool. <laughs> Are you ever playing Injustice anymore to get the costumes? Um, I got kind of over it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just keeps going. And then, like, the last couple characters kind of like, they're cool, but kind of meh. Right. Like it's you got other games to play. The thing about Injustice is like it's <clears throat> cool, but it's not that exciting after you've done it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like the the music is barely there. <laughs> like Street Fighter does a good job with keeping you pumped with their music. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then all the fun things they do. And Injustice is kinda like, get more gear, do the same thing over like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the the Ninja Turtles came out and they were cool, but like I played it for like ten minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play persona <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah besides that uh pokemon go has been doing a lot of new things yes yeah, so we have to talk about this oh my god okay because they have just introduced the concept of quests basically yeah which are basically like assignments of grind this many number of things like you know get their field five poke stops or you know they start simple and kind of become more complicated but. oh my god like the later for the, and the big prize is to get the mew uh on your team right so, okay so this is like a, an eight step process to get mew yeah which i'm on like step two <laughs> i'm i'm stuck on step five i'm like i don't even know how i'm gonna get okay so some of the steps which I think you're stuck on right now was to catch a ditto. Yeah. I've been playing the game now for two and a half years and I've gotten one ditto. Yeah. I've gotten three and I've gotten them in the same area. So uh-huh. I keep, every time I go to work, I'm like, please be today. Please be today. This will be a very old reference, but with a name like ditto, you'd think that there would be multiple copies. Well, yeah. So basically you catch the, the Pokemon ditto, like takes the shape of other Pokemon. But I'm Thank you. Sorry. Dittos are the old copy machines, That right? wasn't worth a drum bit. How dare you? <laughs> I feel like waiting. No, but hey. he, the Dittos hide themselves as other Pokemon, so you have to catch another Pokemon and then hope oh, that when you it, catch it, it transforms it into It reveals a ditto. itself to be a Ditto. Yeah. Right. Oh, like, see? You'll catch well, it and it'll be like, oh, and it's like the screen like blows up. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of like cool when you see one because it's like, what the fuck? Right. Because it, yeah, it takes the shape of other ones. Yeah. So there's this little chart that mm-hmm. I found on Twitter that shows which Pokemons can be possibly a ditto. Uh-huh. And I'm like, motherfucker. I know, it's all like the Pidgeys and the Owls and ugh, all the ones that you like already have yeah, like a the, million the of. Watatas. So they uh-huh. want to encourage you to keep catching them. Yeah. Kind of. And I've heard that like, them. Right. I heard that like if you go to like big parking lots, they're usually hiding in a crowd of other Pokemons. So if there's like a, like a, a bunch of Pokemons in one area. Yeah. And you see like a Pidgey in the uh-huh. middle there. You oh, go you're like, Pidgey. Big parking lots. What do you mean by like, that? Like a Walmart or a Target. Like they they hide there. Yeah. Oh my. Um, and you know one of the other steps because I did cheat and look online to see what all the steps were to see if I needed to start planning, which you would do because you need to make a fucking Gyarados. Gyarados. How do you say it? Gyarados. So step six after the middle, uh-huh. evolve a Magikarp. What? And that's like a thousand hundred candies. Uh. 
<laughs> I've yeah. I've never gotten that many candies since I've started the game. And then like one of them is like uh, battle in a, in a raid ten times. Oh my god! But there's a trick to it. Uh, so you know how you have to use a raid pass to go into a raid. Uh-huh. Um, if you go into your raid, you could lose and just re-enter the raid, and it counts as two. Oh, and you could keep doing that until your the time of that raid ends. Well, one thing I discovered too, like because it tells you to get ten good um, throws. Throws. And if you get two in the same catch, it counts both. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it breaks out and then you catch it with another great, then it counts. Yeah, I was all like, thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was one where I got like five good throws and then it ran away. And yeah. I'm like, still counted. I'm like, yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> so wait, are you a, is this under a time limit? No. No. Oh, okay. So for the rest of the game from now on going forward, this is something you can be working towards. Right. Yes. You just want to muse. I actually don't know. Oh. So then I think they're yeah, kind once... of vague about like when how long this is going on. Pokemon for. giveth and Pokemon taketh away. So so there's two mission things. There's like the the Mew thing, and then there's like another like field research thing where you just do like you spend a Pokestop and you get like a random assignment to do. Mm-hmm. And you do like one a day, and then like when you get six, you fight a legendary. Oh. So I did my six already, and I got a Moltres. So I got you oh, can nice. use your own balls. Yes, I always love choosing my balls. Yes. My balls are the best. Yes, so the weird white ones. <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for that. Oh my god, our feminine energy is gone. I know. <laughs> Here, let's pour one out for her. right balls. I think we I are need, drinking a little bit. I think bit. I need to do one too. It's just cider, everyone. Don't get excited. Hard cider. <laughs> Here we are again. Okay, but so the reward for getting the Mew is obviously a Mew. Hope so, because if you have to go through all that bullshit. But... So when you fight the Mew, you get unlimited balls. Uh huh. So you can just keep throwing your balls. At <laughs> One day that joke will not be funny. I don't know when that day but, is. But then you got an invitation for an extreme raid. Uh, EX raid. So I so next what is week that? it's the 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 one that you go to to fight Mewtwo. Oh, so I did a raid uh, with my friend and we did it at like one of the sprint ones because there's like raids where there's like a sprint sponsored one or a Starbucks oh, sponsored uh, one. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, oh, this was a Starbucks one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, like a week later they're like, I got a notification. It's like you got a special thing in your game. So I opened it up. It's like. EX raid pass. I was like, motherfucker, yes! Because <laughs> those things are kind of hard to get. Yeah. Um, Did your friend get one as well? But it's like a he day. He actually got have... a couple of minutes later. He's like, oh, you're so lucky. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but then he found out that he has to work that day. So he's uh, like, oh. Yeah, because it's like an hour and like 15 minutes that you, like window that you have yeah. to do it. And the specific day. Yeah, and at that specific location. Yeah. They should allow you to petition to say, you know, like, I'm working. Can I get another one? If you cancel out for a minute, they'll just give you a bunch of stuff. Hmm. That's but it's a... not as cool as the, the Mewtwo. <laughs> Which is still, like, the strongest one in the game. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Um, well, what's kind of cool is when you fight Mew, um, you have to turn on your, your camera. Because mm. he's invisible on the screen, so you have to kind of track <gasps> the invisibility. In the... <laughs> Holy shit. And then, like, once you hit him, he, like, turns pink again. But it's kind of cool what they do with it. Wow. Great Pokemon Snap. Yeah. <laughs> what is Pokemon Snap? It was on the Nintendo 64, 64, like, 
a while ago, and it's like a little... A Pokemon photography game? Mm -hmm. Oh my god, no, it was awesome. Oh, it's great. <laughs> because back in the day, you took your memory card to the Blockbuster, mm -hmm. and you could print out your stickers of all your snaps that you took. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> oh, it was great. <laughs> oh, the 90s. What's a Blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Well, speaking of Pokemon balls... <laughs> Steven just got me a ball from where? Japan! Japan, is that where you've been hiding out? In the Tokyo. Well, okay, so for starters, we do want to say sorry, we haven't recorded for like a month. Yeah. It's just been a... It's we had a, a spring break. It always happens around this time that Adam and I have um, Easter, which right. is a big, you know, event in the music world because we make some dough. Mm -hmm. I run away from the country for a little bit. There you go. <laughs> So we're dying to hear all about what it was like in Japan. Oh my god, Japan is kind of amazing. Like, mm. I kind of want to live there, but I know they hate when foreigners move there. Right. <laughs> is that right? They just like visitors. They like visitors, oh. but they don't like to move there. <clears throat> but they're very nice when you're there. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like Portland. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me bring up my list. So, the one of the first things I went to was, we had to make reservations for. It was very, like, hard to do. But it was, like, the Pokemon Cafe. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, and it, it wasn't just a cafe, it was like a whole, one side is cafe, and one side is the Pokemon Center store, and then you go from, like, to a fifth, fifth floor of a building, mm -hmm. into this random, like, hallway, and you see this big, like, Snorlax in the middle of a hallway, and it's oh. like a split thing. Is it hard or soft? Like, it can was, you bounce on it? No, it was, it was hard and shiny. Oh. oh. But I found a soft, big one inside the restaurant. Uh -huh. <laughs> I took a picture next to it. Uh, so we got to the restaurant part of it, and we made our reservations. Like we were late, but we, they're like, "Oh yeah, come in." Oh, that's nice. Um, and I had a Snorlax burger on top of like rice and curry. Mm -hmm. It was so fucking good. Mm. And then I had like like a Gengar like grape smoothie, mm -hmm. <laughs> and a Mimikyu dessert <laughs> thing that was like massive. Cute. <laughs> it was really good. Like, the food was really cool. You ordered everything through, an, like, an iPad. Like, they kind of switched it to English. Uh -huh. mm. They were like, oh, foreigner, English. <laughs> ah. That's um, nice. And then, like, I played, like, a little mini game on their thing, and I won a Mew card, and then people freaked out, and they came over and, like, took pictures of it. Oh! <laughs> They're like, hold up your card. Nice. It was cool. Like, um... What is it? What does the card do? It's, it's just, just a collectible? It's, it's... Oh. Oh, yes, I yeah. see. It's, uh... We got another Bulbasaur one... But, like, I got Mew right So you away. got a rare one. Yeah. Oh. It was all gold and shit. <laughs> and then a Pikachu <clears throat> came out and started dancing around while we were eating. <laughs> of course. And he was in a chef outfit. Well, I know you, you like Mimikyu. So what what was the dessert that you had? It it was, like, a, kind of like a crepe type thing. Mm -hmm. And then they made, like, the ears out of something else. But it was chocolate banana filled. Ears. Mm. I forgot what the the main part of it was, but it wasn't as good as the ears. Mm -hmm. So it's a dessert that looks like because I think didn't you yeah. post a video of a of a Pokemon dessert where somebody poured water on top of it and it? Oh, that's something else. Oh, that was that was a Sailor Moon thing. Oh, it's a Sailor Moon thing. Yeah. Okay, but was, was that? that was We're getting there, Mark. Oh God, I, <laughs> I'm the person that goes to the end of the book. I'm I sorry, know, right? I, didn't, I actually didn't go to that. We just saw that online. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't think we found that restaurant, but mm -hmm. there's... Tokyo has so many things to do. Like, it was kind of hard to pick and choose what we wanted to do, but yeah. we picked what we wanted to do before we got there. Well, let me ask you something that, that is a, kind of a concern, but it, it intrigues me about being in, in Tokyo. Um, 
how easy was it for you to get around as a foreigner? Because I've heard that they don't have uh, street signs. You know, um, Google Maps works perfectly. Oh, you yeah? just put it, you put it in where you want to go, um, and they have the buildings have addresses. They just mm-hmm. don't have street signs. So oh. mm-hmm. some there's some street signs, but the buildings have addresses. So you just type it into Google Maps and you just follow the path. Mm-hmm. Um, I used it the whole time. Uh, since I had T-Mobile, my phone worked there. Oh. My friend's phone didn't. What, <laughs> and what carrier does he have? I forgot. Does was he have T-Mobile? <laughs> because I have uh, AT&T, and if it doesn't work there, I'm, I'm fucked. Yeah, like, a lot of places have free Wi-Fi, uh-huh. but for the most part, we're like, use my phone, and I have my charger with me, so yeah. we were good the whole time. That's good. Um, my phone was a little slower there. Because mm-hmm. my phone's not from there, but mm-hmm. it right. did the trick. Okay. Um, Any crazy technology you saw there that is not here yet? 3D posters? Sex robots? I did not see, <laughs> I did not see sex robots. Um, well, you don't see so them. So when... Uh, you have to go to them. So when You I was, feel them. <laughs> so one of the cool things I saw at the Pokemon Center, like in the store part of it, was this like black shiny wall uh-huh. and I thought it was in lines to pay but uh-huh. I was in lines to play the game <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the, the wall was like a 3D um, Pokedex that you could spin around mm. like like touch wow and it had like you type in like dark or fire or whatever and mm-hmm. it would bring up all of those and then you would go and spin it like in a honeycomb type motion mm-hmm. and like when you pick them it would come out do the whole 3D thing and I was like what the fuck nice <laughs> and people were just like <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> these are these walls that I'm talking to you about from like Fahrenheit 451 mm-hmm. that... The whole wall is a monitor. The whole wall is a monitor. Yeah. This right. is what's going to happen. It was like the entire wall, like black shiny glass. Uh-huh. Like, it was cool. But I really thought I was in line, so I was all like, okay, this is cool. Oh, I'm not in the pay line. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'm just kind of like waiting for people to like move. I'm like, man, these cashiers are slow. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you... Do you did you notice a lot more gaming-related stuff just in the normal culture than here? In certain parts of Tokyo. Uh-huh. Um, it's not everywhere, but... Uh, okay, so what's kind of weird is I didn't see actual video games for sale anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I saw, like, video game-related things everywhere. Right. right. Um, which was kind of, like, a weird... Because I'm like, so where's, like... A GameStop type right. thing. Like Lightning selling Louis Vuitton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was all over the place doing something weird. <laughs> did you did you see panty vending machines? A what? Panty vending machines. No. Okay. You know, I didn't yeah. see, like, the vending machines. All I saw were, like, they just had a bunch of drinks. And some of them are, like, things come out, like, super hot. Or, mm. like, they're temperature controlled. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Um... Just yeah. Pokemon balls. Yeah, or there's like those little coin machines. It's like basically like $3 for like a bubble with a toy in it. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. you guys? Yay. Those are kind of everywhere. Cute. Oh, thank um, you. And they had different, um, different ones. The, the airport has like a whole row of them. And like Charlie and I were just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just made some change real fast. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and then after Pokemon, we went to... Um, the Kawaii Monster Cafe, mm-hmm. which was like walking into the Alice in Wonderland world. Mm-hmm. Everything's like neons and pinks and purples and things. And the food's like that too. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we did that. <clears throat> then we went to like 
uh, which was really cool. Then we went to like well, Harajuku. Well, sorry, when you say monster cafe, yeah. is that where the Godzilla? No, no. Oh, okay. So what kind of monsters are in there? They're just like wacky. Okay, so it's not any thing. like famous monsters. Yeah, they're, okay, they're they're all designed by this one artist, but oh, it was okay. it was really trippy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, but that one was just a restaurant, and you just got to sit and eat in this weird setting. But there's nothing too crazy about it. Uh, we went to Harajuku, which I kind of hated. <laughs> mm. Why? <laughs> it was, like, crazy packed. And then when you go into the stores, it's really warm in the stores. Oh. So after, like, walking around all day, you're just like, I don't want to be in here. Fuck this place. And this is where the girls all dress up like crazy. And... Which we didn't even see that many. Yeah. We saw, like, a couple. We just, saw, we just saw a lot of people. Yeah. It's out of fashion. I guess. I think we were just there on a gloomy day, so it's like... Gwen Stefani ruined it. Thanks, Gwen Stefani. And her Asian slaves. Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. Such appropriation. (laughs) Well, one of the coolest things we saw, which I'm still, like, mind-boggled about, was this thing called Robot Restaurant. Uh (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. That's where the sex robots were. (laughs) I'd like a burger while I insert it. A burger and a blowjob, please. (laughs) I'm sure there's actually a couple in there because there were so many things. Oh, we're just wow. like, what the fuck? Yeah. So first off, we got there late, um, and we missed like the, the opening act. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we had to go into. Wait, this, so like, this is like a Chuck E. Cheese where the robots put on a show. No, 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 it's, <coughs> it's crazier. Oh my god. So first, Five like <laughs> first, you're in this like the area of the city where it's like all this stuff everywhere, but there's these giant billboards going robot restaurant this way, like. And the sign is like as big as the buildings. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, it should be this way. Mm-hmm. And then we kept going in circles, and we like missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought the one building was it, and then it was just like the building next to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we get into there, and they take us to the, like the waiting area, which was like covered in gold and crazy like Vegas on crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy! And we're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow! And everything's geared to like Americans, so it's like very over the top. Mm-hmm. Oh crap! What a reputation we have. I know. <laughs> and then, like, uh, we go to the show, and, and, like, it's just, like, it's kind of, like, medieval times type thing, but there's only three rows on each side, mm. so, you're, like, you're, like, right in there. Oh, I see. So, so it's, like, really is set up, where, like, there's a floor show going to happen yeah, in front like of you. it's, like, the floor show is, like, one long strip, and then there's, like, rows on each side to sit, um, and there's, like, these people in robot costumes and these, like, animals, and they, they fought each other. And then this giant frog came out with a girl on top, and then she fought the robots. And then another dragon came out with a girl on top, and they fought the robots. Oh my God. <laughs> and then these people started like break dancing with like laser lights. And then like, and all in Japanese, or was it in English? It, it was like in broken English, but it was so it was in English. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was really cool. But There's it was a like, website called that, right? right yeah. Okay, it, it was so over the top and like crazy that by the time like we left we were like i have the craziest anxiety but like i'm really happy uh-huh. i don't know what's happening with my life right now <laughs> wow. we're like questioning everything and then like when we left we walked down the street we're like okay let's just take it slow and we go uh-huh. we took like random like left turn i'm like oh there's a giant temple where did this giant temple come from uh-huh. <laughs> i know it's, it's such an interesting culture of ancient and ultra modern yeah like it, just mixed but the weird thing about it is like uh you most places you only pay cash. You don't really use credit card there. Mm-hmm. Only mm-hmm. credit cards at like big department stores and mm-hmm. stuff. But mm-hmm. like, usually everyone's like cash only. Boy, that's quite the opposite of America. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then like the way you deal with cash, I was spending more money than I thought I had because like, the equivalent to a dollar bill and the five dollar bill is in a coin form. Mm-hmm. So you're just spending coins, and you're like, 
Oh wait, those are that's five dollars. I kept spending three dollars in those toy machines, and I probably went through like sixty bucks. Just wow. It's a good thing you saved up for it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else? We went to a couple other things. Now I have. Go ahead. I have a question just about did being non-Asian and you know Japan's obviously a predominantly homogenous culture. Did that did you feel like you were singled out being non-asian uh or like attention paid to you or like anything so like in tokyo you're cool yeah took yeah that's true yeah in tokyo you're fine uh there's a lot of white people in tokyo mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but i think it's because like everyone just visits there mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so most people in tokyo know english from being in school right well tokyo is such an international city. yeah um tokyo's that airport is awesome too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I first landed there, I had to wait two hours for my friend to show up. Mm-hmm. So I went to this like, kind of like observatory cafe. So I got like a beer and just like looked up and there was like a star show. Mm-hmm. This was just in the in the airport. In the airport, mm-hmm. yeah, next to a giant Hello Kitty store. So <laughs> just other toy store. There's toys everywhere. Uh. I was like, yes. <laughs> uh, what I noticed there too is like they like, in the arts, they pay more attention to like artists and stuff there uh-huh, so like uh-huh. there's like anime is so big there that yeah. like uh being an artist like that's a, like a legit good job mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like that's kind of cool yeah. so i was kind of like looking around there's like art supplies everywhere and things i'm like oh i love it here yeah, <laughs> did I you know. buy any art supplies while you were there i bought a little sketchbook that i started drawing in while i was there but nice. a lot of the things i'm like i don't know what that says yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I did a whole like i took a picture of things and tried to translate it through my phone uh-huh. that kind of worked out nice the hotel had this whole like problem where like the room kept getting really hot and you couldn't figure it out and then I like looked it up and I off. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get used to having a bidet up your ass every day? Oh my god, I miss it so much. (laughs) Uh, I heard because you can warm it up, right? It comes well. You could preset the settings, Uh so we kept it in like medium warm or kind of warm. Yeah, it's just like you do your thing. You never have to scratch your ass with toilet paper again. You just dab to like yeah exactly axis. dry it yeah um, it was cool the so the bathroom was really tiny though because like the sink the water sink is plugged also into the shower uh-huh. so uh-huh. you have to like switch the knob to go to wire to go to the shower instead of the the sink, sink. Uh-huh. interesting um, and yeah it was kind of crazy I was all like man if I was old I would like fall over everything mm. <laughs> no yeah but no it was cool so what was the gay culture like different oh yeah. <laughs> Different and the same at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so gay people are the same everywhere. Clicky. Yeah. So, for, so the bars there are like, this one area, there was like a shit ton of bars, but they're like little tiny bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mini they're bar. all very bars. specific <laughs> to like a, a gay genre type thing. Like there's oh. a bear bar, there's like a twink bar, there's like a trans bar, there's a one for everything. And then some of them, like if you're not part of that, they'll be like, please leave. Is that right? Yeah, so they're very, like... How dare they, they assume your bareness? I know. What if I'm a chaser? Yeah. Well, if you're a chaser, yeah, that's fine. But, like, if you're, like, a group of twinks... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. They'll be like, please go, members oh. only. Oh, well, I my. saw that picture you guys had posted of, like, the of the eagle in Tokyo. Oh, I love the eagle. And there was the, like, drawing of that, like, hot Japanese bear daddy. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, <laughs> that a wall. That's, like, a whole wall. So, nice. Oh, uh, they actually spoke English there. There was one bar that I liked called Campy. Uh-huh. And that was owned by a drag queen. And then, like, 
they were just like so fascinated they were American and I was I was being super social that night. Uh-huh. Wow. There was one night where I ate something and I was all like, I don't feel good. And my friend's like, oh, I'm going to get drunk. I'm like, okay, go have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I go back and right. go somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they were fun and we went back there another night and then we went to another bar where it was like this guy who was clearly from America uh-huh. who was the bartender. Uh-huh. And he's all like, girl, you watch some drag race? Like, you're talking about some drag race. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there is a drag race, th- drag race Thailand. Yeah, there. I hear it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we did that. Uh, the next day we went to um, the hotel that has a giant Godzilla on top of it, mm-hmm. ah. and there's a cafe right behind it. So they ask you to they eat something at the cafe if you want to see the head. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you could go out and like no take jokes, pictures. please yeah. no jokes. Yeah, you go take pictures with the the giant Godzilla head, uh-huh. um, and every hour it like sprays like mist and roars uh-huh. so you could like chill out there while it's doing this thing <laughs> yeah. wow it's kind of cool actually how um, was the food it was the classiest place we ate all trip is that right yeah there's all these like people like high dining with their little like desserts trays and things <laughs> and we were like i'll have curry <laughs> <laughs> um it's curry like the cheap thing to eat uh no it's just like it was kind of like the safe thing to do. Some of them, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Oh. <laughs> One night we went to, um, we saw a director of this film that we saw. Mm, yes. And we met up with him and he took us out to this like traditional like five course meal thing. Wow. And like, it was really cool. Like the, we saw the guy like stab the fish and like put it on the grill and then wow. did all this stuff. And one thing he made was like, it was like these special onions that they grow there and they, they grill it and they give you a full onion to eat. When you eat the onion, it's sweet. Mm. And we ate it, and we're like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> and it was the best thing. Wow. Then, like, they had us, like, they gave us, like, fish. We had to, like, debone it ourselves with chopsticks, mm. which was kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> and then we got, like, a bigger fish, and then, like, our, our friend was like, I'll do this one. And he, like, did it for us. And then there's all these, like, side courses. It mm-hmm. was really cool. It was one of the places where you had to take your shoes off before you walked in. Yeah. It was, like, in traditional style. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you met the director of a document. What was the name of the documentary? The, the documentary is called Boys for Sale. Mm-hmm. And it's about like the the host boys that are in the bars. Those are kind of like the sex workers that work mm-hmm. within the bars. Right. In, specifically in Japan. Japan. Yeah. Did you see any of them? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> one of the boys from the video actually owns a bar now. Oh. Like he made enough money to buy his own bar. Wow. And we actually hung out with him and... Uh, he gave me a, a bottle of champagne for my birthday. Cute. Oh, nice. Yes. It was really nice. Um, he was really cool. Um, but it, it was interesting to see, like, like when we went to the bars, we're like, are they, are they around? Like, Did you see I them? didn't really see them. Oh, oh, we went to one bar, and I think there were a couple, but they were kind of like, oh, please leave. Because <laughs> there are some, some bars that are just for the Japanese, like, locals. Wow. Uh, some are for tourists. Wow. And but they're really nice about it. They're like, oh, it's not a private club. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, like uh, the whole thing about Japan is like everyone is like ultra polite. Yeah. Like, I didn't see any attitude of like a sort unless like you were doing <clears throat> something wrong. Makes me wonder what what their real feelings are behind being polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the thing is like they don't really do emotions <laughs> unless you're in your teens but as an adult they're very like mm. right is that why all their anime is so angsty they're yeah. all dead inside <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's it's weird because like it's like just like monotone uh, or they're mm-hmm. extremely happy 
Oh boy, I but would have a hard time living there. I think. But if they're angry, like it, it could go up, like, like, oh, that's scary. Yeah. Oh my, bottled uh, up feelings. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like me. Yeah. So what? So what were their sweets and candies like? Amazing. Yeah. Oh my god! Everywhere we went, there was like some sort of like candy that I'm like I don't know what that is, but I won't put it in my mouth. Quality <laughs> pocky. There was like everything. There was a lot of just like French like gourmet stuff hmm. um and they're just really good at it like uh a lot of the department stores the bottom floors are just bakeries uh-huh and like there's just stuff everywhere nice and they're kind of obsessed with like french culture too so i bet you could like macarons and that like all that kind of stuff everywhere everywhere yeah. everywhere oh my god thank they're... you for pronouncing that correctly by the way macarons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I call macaronis? <laughs> no! No, that's coconut. <laughs> yes! Um, so, one of the last days we were there for, which was on my birthday, we went to uh, the Golden Dragon Festival, mm-hmm. and we went to, like, a temple, and they had this whole, like, parade with, like, geishas and the thing where the people were pulling them, mm-hmm. and then, like, a big dragon that people were walking around with, and we got to see the dragon. Which is like the best part. Are you talking about like the kind of dragon that's in the parades where they yeah. dip and there's it's made up of people? Yeah, there's okay. no, no, it's like there's people holding us like sticks up and there's yeah. a big like wave right. of the dragon. Right. Nice. Okay. Not the one with people are in it, but oh, okay. the one where they're holding this like okay. the dragon's like floating over and going. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. You didn't go to the penis festival. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> there's a giant penis floating over everybody. No. But I did see a Isn't giant. Is that in San Francisco? No, yeah. it's in Japan. Oh. There's the, like some village in Japan does like an, a penis festival every year. Yeah. <laughs> there was this random like building that had a big like I don't know what it was supposed to be but it looked like a giant sperm <laughs> oh my and like I just kept staring at him like is that is that sperm or is that fire because <laughs> 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 it's it's yellow oh but like I'm, like off yellow oh, like, but I'm all like like it's, you, it's huge. That sounds like sperm that needs penicillin. Did yeah. you take uh, any pictures of that? Yeah, I took one. It's just okay. like, I'll show you later. But it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, so we did that. And then like walking around, we <clears throat> ran into the St. Patrick's Day parade. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we so we ran into like an Irish leprechaun guy. Uh-huh. And like this other person. There's a lot of white people there. Uh-huh. But they were, they were really into it. Like uh-huh. a lot of people dressed in green. Cute. Uh, they were playing the weirdest music for their big band. Uh-huh. So, they are playing, like, the Indiana Jones theme song. What? Followed by a band version of Amazing Grace. So Irish. Followed by something else. And you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's, Amazing Grace is not dancey at all. No. I don't care but it, like, as a it. band, like, it's just like. Plus, that's like an American Southern hymn. Like, what does that have to do with St. Patrick's Day? You played at funerals, for God's sake. Yeah, I was like, did someone just die? Yeah. Like, I, was, I was so confused. Many Irish liver cells died. Yeah, yeah mm. we're still like... And then St. Patrick's Day is like on the 18th there, not the 17th. Mm-hmm. Why would they even have a difference like that? Well, because... Because they're trying to celebrate it with the St. Patrick's Day like as, in if, other If countries. it's at the same time, they're already ahead. Oh, boy. Um... Yeah, like their Instagram stories got to go up at the same time Wait, as in New so, York and Boston. So now that leads me to a question about Persona, if I may, real quick. Okay. Part of the, one of the features of the game is a calendar that goes day by day. Yeah. Does that calendar follow our calendar or does it follow Japan's calendar? Like, like when you play it here, 
It's just a game calendar. It's a, it's an in-game calendar. Oh, I see. Okay. So since I'm like, what? No holidays. <laughs> okay. That, all right. All right. Sorry. It's not a live calendar. You can cut that if you want. So, so the time difference is like, they're like 13 hours ahead mm-hmm. or something like that. So half a day in the future or something. So mm-hmm. you could celebrate St. Patrick's Day for like two days straight. Or I celebrate my birthday for two days straight. Right, oh, girl. <laughs> cheater. It's one big ass party. <laughs> Uh, are their drinks stronger there? Are they different at all? Or? Do they pour? They measure the pour? They take forever making drinks. Mm-hmm. That's what, some of them were, were good. Some of them you could they, you could tell that they had to like measure it out. Mm. That's the worst thing about going to Europe is that they measure their shots. Ugh. Uh, yeah. I, I kinda, I guess just pour it in the glass. Can't you just eyeball it? <laughs> yeah, it depends if you know, like, if you make friends with the bartender. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. But, and there's no reason to like... Red, tip. Red Bull is there's no tipping in there. I know, mean, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> they get paid. How do you well, make friends with right. them then? Just be nice. Oh, just be nice to them. Oh. But in a country where they're all nice. There's a thing about being nice. I, well, <laughs> I get it, and I understand why you're saying that. And, and honestly, fuck you for saying that. <laughs> but in a country that is about being nice, how do you be extra nice to a bartender? Do you have uh, to give him a hand job or something no. like that? No. Could you? You just it. you just pay for ten minutes with the sex robot for the bartender's behalf. Yeah. Well, there's these boys that are there. They would like from the movie. Right. But that's a whole thing. I know. And probably more money than I would want to spend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Wow. But yeah, Japan's awesome. Any last Japan thoughts? Did you get to make out with anybody or? I didn't because I didn't feel good. Mm. <laughs> but that's a shame. There, I did meet like a cute little like British boy. Oh, Which does, out to be super annoying after. Oh, <laughs> does the because does, he's British or because he was cute and little? <clears throat> More because he's like I'm a political major. And let me... <laughs> All right, shut up. Does the gay culture seem more underground than here, or does it seem open and? Um, I think people just don't care there. It's uh-huh. it's kind of a different. Because um... it still seems so well, more like a conservative culture in it's that It's conservative way. in a way that like they they don't view, the way they view. Case, it's kind of like well you're not like having kids and stuff so you're not contributing to society in mm-hmm. the way everyone else is so it's kind of like you're not doing your full job right wow so there's a lot of people that are like they have wives and kids but they're gay inside and do their wives and kids know yeah that's amazing so yeah. weird because well i mean probably to digress a little bit but i mean there is a theory that more gay people are coming that one of the benefits of more gay people coming out is not having children. I mean, we right. have an overpopulated planet as I it is. Absolutely, one hundred percent believe that homosexuality is a natural evolutionary yeah. form of population control. Mother yeah. Nature is making us gay. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Also, Japan has a really interesting history involving gays because a lot of the, like ancient samurais would have like understudies that were their right. partners also um. when they had their wives, but like they would go into these relationships with their. Mm-hmm. Under studies, and it was like a very common thing, and it's been like it's full on known. It takes yeah. many, many hours to get the right sword technique. <laughs> yes, yes, Let me was. teach you just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We look, we wanted to do sort of an extra long 
episode, episode coming back from we our really, spring break. Yeah, so in the future, we'll probably hear more about your Japan trip as more details emerge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely will be going back again because like flying in March was a really good deal. Nice. Like it was so cheap that I'm like, it's cheaper to fly to Japan than it is to Florida. Wow. And how many days were you there? For like four and a half. That, and that was long enough, or do you think more? Oh, I needed more time. But yeah. I kind of ran out of money, so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I definitely need to save up more. Uh-huh. But it wasn't, like, everything wasn't, like, that expensive or anything. Like, the theme restaurants were kind of expensive because they're theme the restaurants. Tu- and right? they're, tu- they're, they're for tourists. Yeah. So. yeah. But, like, the general just food and, gen- and stuff and just getting around the city was pretty cheap. The cool thing is, like, the bus pass or... Or the train pass because there's the trains are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You could use that same card for the vending machines and some other things. Oh wow! Mm. So you could just load that one card up and use it for multiple. Nice. Things. Okay. That's smart. Uh, travel tips from from Stephen. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um. You, yeah. Also, you want to make sure you before you leave the airport, you have some yen in hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because it's gonna be really hard to get that, but if you go to Seven Elevens, which are everywhere, uh-huh. they all have international ATM machines. Oh. So you can just pull out yen, and then you'll be good. Nice. All right. All right. So I, even though it's been a month since we've recorded, yeah. we need to move on. We do. Yeah. So let's talk about what made us level up. Adam, would you like to go? Yes. And I'm going to kind of tease a little bit of a future episode, which I know we will have to talk about. But my level up has been that I have been going back to read I and I know this has been my level up like <laughs> other times but some of the comics I've been reading with Marvel Unlimited I have now been I, I just recently read the original Infinity Gauntlet series mm. which was from like 1990 mm-hmm. and then now I'm kind of going backwards which was actually a series that was before Infinity Gauntlet but I'm reading the Thanos Quest series which kind of gives all the background on the Infinity Gems that's just crazy it's it's re- basically it's him going around to all these aliens that have a gem in their foreheads and ripping it out. I mean that's it's kind of like is this all by Jim Starlin? Um, a lot of it is. Yeah. But the Infinity Gauntlet series was um, drawn by George Perez, which you know he's kind of a legendary, especially with these like giant crossover millions of character mm-hmm. types of situations. Yeah. And um, one of the okay, a couple of the things that I'll point out: Drax the Destroyer is actually in the Infinity Gauntlet series hmm. as a completely different looking character. He's like all green with like a purple cape, yeah, and like just not even the same character. Different, different character, like attitude altogether. Zero, mm-hmm. zero lines. Nebula is actually a huge pivotal role in the series, which for a character that I'd never heard of until I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, oh, I didn't know that she has this long and actually kind of significant history in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering like is that gonna happen yeah well, we okay. know she's in the movie so the but the the beginning of the series starts with um thanos already in possession of all of the infinity gems and then snapping his fingers and then half of all of the like living creatures in the universe just disappear including all the alien races and everything mm. so like the kree think it's the scrolls and the scrolls think it's the kree and then you know that happens to the humans and the asgardians and everything so that's sort of why it becomes this giant crossover mm. and he does it of course to appease lady death oh right <clears throat> his girlfriend yeah. but um you know nebula is kind of a significant thing she's sort of like this tortured character most of it but sort of ends up becoming one of the reasons why Thanos loses control of the jams and blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to spoil too much. I op- I actually don't think that the movie is going to follow that much of the plot of the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, that 
comic involved uh, Adam Warlock a lot. Yeah, he was one of the main pivotal characters too, which yeah. they haven't introduced, although supposedly will be introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. three. Yeah. yeah. Which is coming out, I think, even after Avengers 4. Mm. So even in the next two Avengers movies, I don't think we'll see him at all. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what elements of these they put into the movie because it comes out in like two, two weeks. weeks. Oh my gosh. Wow. Two and a half weeks, I think. Three weeks. So maybe not our next episode if we if we do a quick one coming up, but we'll definitely be talking about in the next couple episodes the movie because we're all really excited and I'm trying to keep my expectations like tempered. Mm, right. Um, I keep forgetting that's like right around the corner. I know. And then like some ad will pop up. They're like, two weeks. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And then we get to see Captain America's butt. Because we're all really excited about it, and we all have the characters that we want to see, but they're not all the same characters, and considering how many thousands of characters there will be in this movie, you know, I think some of us will be disappointed, some of us will be happy. Um, they get to finally meet Captain Marvel. Yeah, so... Mm, like a second that should be interesting. Well, that's... Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know if that will happen. I My... my I think it's going to be prediction, a post-credit scene. Yes, is mm. that we'll see Captain Marvel in the post-credits. All right. But, yeah... That's right. my level up. Right. Reading more of the background well, of the Avengers. And just real quick, Marvel Unlimited is a pay service where you can Correct. read everything they've I, ever... I think it's about it's, $50 or $60 yeah. annually, mm-hmm. but then you have... And they've really been doing a better job, especially in the past couple of years, of filling in the back issues. Mm-hmm. So most of the comics don't go on there until at least six months after their publication date. So you can't get the current, current, current stuff. Uh, but if you're looking to read some of these old crossovers, especially the big events, they will have everything, including all of the side, you know, yeah. all yeah, the tie-ins and everything. Marvel and DC are both doing the whole, like, re-digitizing, like, all their old stuff. Um, yeah. We have a friend that he colors... <clears throat> Old comics, like you oh, colors well, them, yeah, for, uh, for, yeah, for mm-hmm. online, and mm-hmm. like he's like busy all the time. I bet. Well, but they don't have a pay service yet, right? DC. Uh, I think it's just comicology. Yeah, but Marvel's pay service is really great. Like yeah. the design of it and everything, the layout. Yeah, how and it shows you panels. You can panel. go to like a there's like a featured tab that you can go to, and then you can just scroll and be like, I want to learn about the Infinity Gems, and just tap on it, and it'll kind of give you a list of different comics to read if you want to get background. So. They're doing a really good job of featuring certain characters, especially ones that are culturally relevant, mm-hmm. that are have shows coming up. So they're doing a really good job of cross promotion, because a lot of for a lot of us, that's what we want to read. We want oh this you know Legion for example, which we might talk about. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, <sighs> <laughs> it's another right, thing. Right, right. <laughs> so, so episode one, what, okay, what do you think? It okay so. There was a, there Let's was a, just say that oh the first Legion that came out, and it's been how long has it been it's, since the been last a year? One? Yeah, it's I been think quite it came a while. Out a year ago. The first Legion was difficult for many people to get into. Yeah. It seemed to take a couple of episodes for them to really get to the point of the story. But uh-huh. if you watched all eight episodes, it was really rewarding. And yeah. it sounds like season two is very much like that. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like what the fuck for like a good forty minutes, right. and then you're just like. Damn. <laughs> well, the central the central premise of the show is that he's kind of crazy, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't know what he's experiencing is reality or in his brain. And so when they when you're watching the show, a lot of the times you're like, "Is this real? Did this happen before? Is this in somebody's brain? Is this a hallucination? Is this some telepath like mind controlling?" So yeah. you really kind of have to pay attention and just kind of go with it and realize that you're not going to get everything, but 
they will bring it around. You will you will get it as it goes on, and just sort of under yeah. and just sort of like enjoy the psychedelic experience because it is psychedelic. And there's a whole part where they explain was it like despair or depression or something? Yeah. Mm. Or there's a big monologue and it's like there's like science explanation. Oh yeah, like and it's voiced by someone from Mad Men. Yeah, it's John Hamm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just all like oh, <laughs> I think I'm learning things. I know. <laughs> is April Ludgate in it right away? She, was she the, the actress? I oh, forget her uh, name. Aubrey Plaza. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love her so hard. She is. She's just <laughs> damn. Like, yeah, she. I. I. She was robbed of an Emmy nomination the first season. She's fantastic. Actually, all the actors are doing a really good job. Yeah. But she, of course, just has the meatiest part. Yeah. And especially, I imagine like, she really enjoys playing a villain. Oh, that's yeah. like the best role. Like it looks so fun. Yeah. All right. There's even a good like psychic dance battle. That makes in the in this show that makes complete sense. It does. Um, where are you watching it? Um, I know it's on FX. It's on FX. Oh, are we watching it in a non-traditional manner? Uh, was it on Hulu? No, it's not on Hulu. No, no. I think FX. FXNetworks.com, but you might have to have a cable subscription to log in. My roommate has FX. Right, of course. <laughs> right, we we see that the audience doesn't, but we see it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Watch it as watch it how you can. We don't work for Fox anymore. <laughs> you can never be too careful. Download that shit. <laughs> stream, 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 stream. Downloading is how you get caught. It's true. Stream. <laughs> All right. Now uh, I guess I'll do my level up next because okay. we can't. We'll get back to this topic in the future. Because uh-huh. um, it is a movie that I believe that all nerdy types must see mm-hmm. uh last weekend we watched uh ryan my boyfriend and i watched who's uh, here and you've probably heard a couple times back, throughout the yeah. podcast Say hi, ryan. Hi, ryan. hi okay <laughs> perfect um we saw ready player one nice which is a book that i read about two years ago i think okay no spoilers because no i'm gonna go see it tonight okay well let me just say that we uh have that movie pass where you pay uh-huh. for a year and yeah. then you can go see whatever you want is it? Did you get? How long did it take you to get the card? Uh, actually, how long, hun? Just a couple weeks. Yeah, really it really was pretty fast. We've had a better time with the service than other people have apparently. Yeah. Like in Los Angeles, where you probably have a lot more people that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the money doesn't load on the card. So what you do mm-hmm. is you use an app on your phone. You mm-hmm. check into the theater and the time that you want to go, and you have a certain amount of time, like I think a half an hour, mm-hmm. to use the card that they send you. Mm. to pay for the ticket. But Got they it. have to send money to that card. Oh, I and see. And it has to know you're at the theater, too. Right. It's oh. like you can't, tracking. You can't right. send the card to multiple people. You and oh. that, your card is attached to your account and app. Right. Wow. So you actually have to be within a certain... So you can't... Can you buy the ticket legit no. in advance? Like Not a on day one. before? You have to go there and buy it. You can buy it in advance. I believe so you can. Yeah. Because it just wants but you, you have to, to be there. You have yeah. to be there, and you can't just give your card to someone else. Like uh-huh. they, okay. But I'm. I guess I'm just asking. I can't like on Wednesday at work like order my ticket for Friday night. No, mm. you have to actually go to the. This theater. is like if you just want to see a movie, like yes, which casually? for instance, right? Well, I mean, you can plan a little bit for it, but um, like we, you can't. I don't. We haven't gone. We haven't checked the calendar to see if you can get anything like days in advance. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a problem picking up tickets. Mm-hmm. But for instance, the movie Winchester that was out, you know. In, January or something, February, probably wouldn't have paid to see that in the theaters. Right. You know, even though we love Helen Mirren, mm-hmm. 
But we were like, well, let's go. Let's go check it out. And so, you know, it's, that's what it's really good for is when you're like on the fence about whether or not. Because you can use it every day if you want to. Yeah. How yeah. much is this service? Well, we got ours through uh, Costco. Mm-hmm. And it was about $100. For the year. Yeah. It's not bad for the year. No, no. it's not. Considering like, you yeah. can go every day and see many crappy movies if you want. Now, when it, in relation to Ready Player One, uh-huh. it doesn't cover 3D movies. Oh, okay. There is sort of a way around that where you can claim you can check in to a particular time and it'll put the money on the card. But if you don't buy a ticket for that time, it doesn't know. Uh-huh. It just has money on the card. Uh-huh. So then you go up and you use the card to pay for the Got it. And you if just there's pay the tickets surcharge there. for 3D. Right. Got it. Um <clears throat> I really wanted to see Ready Player 1. Mhm. And I cuz I I also read the book, but I haven't seen it yet. So yeah, okay. I'm curious to what you thought. Um, because, okay, because for all the listeners who haven't read it or haven't seen it, it takes place in the 3D uh, virtual reality world for in the, the most future, part. Right. In the it future. takes place in like 2020 or 2042. And in, and in the book, it's super, super influenced by video games and also by ro- like Dungeons and Dragons. Everything and that, that the author, and the author is about my age. So mm-hmm. he's in his mid 40s. And so I really could, it's all about pop culture references. And he mm-hmm. was able to tie those pop culture references into this virtual world by being about the same age as the guy that created the pop right. culture world. Who in the future is like an old man. Right, or dead, actually. Right. Correct. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. No, well, I mean, it's, kind of, it's set That's up. That's the in, central uh, conceit of, the, the, show, book, of right. the book. Yeah. In that they, the creator is dead. There's been a contest going on for years and years where he's, put these Easter eggs in the world somewhere and he has these clues that you're supposed to follow and the person who solves all of the clues and the challenges will eventually gain ownership of the Oasis, which mm-hmm. is what this world is called. Mm-hmm. So it's like the better Final Fantasy fourteen. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka is what it's closer <laughs> to, although Willy isn't dead, but um and so you're following the lead character, a kid named Parcival, mm-hmm. who in the real world, you know, which is low on resources, they've already mentioned like some kind of big energy war and people live in mobile homes that are stacked upon each other mm-hmm. called the stacks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the movie does a really good job of illustrating how people use the Oasis as escapism, pure escapism, because the real world is so shitty yeah. that Going into the virtual world is the only way that you can, uh, you know, find any kind of relief or any fun or anything like that. So is the movie like mostly in the virtual world or is it like half and half? I would say it's about um, not half and half. Like it does spend a lot of time in the virtual world. But I I mean, I guess if I got if if I got anywhere closer, it would spend like a quarter in the real, real world and three quarters in the in the cool world in the virtual world okay. yeah mm-hmm. the animation is very good nice um well steven spielberg and <clears throat> one thing about steven spielberg whether you are 100 percent with all of his movies they're always qu- well made and quality made yeah so whether you know you think his endings are too happy or whatever you know but I, my point in bringing up the whole movie pass thing mm-hmm. is that we weren't able to use movie pass to go see this uh, because i wanted to see it in 3D, and Got I was it. willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And I I wouldn't recommend 3D for a lot of movies, because mm-hmm. it's just a conversion. Right. 
But if you do get the chance to see this one in 3D, it really is worth it. It okay. really does add to the excitement of the... Being in the virtual world. Uh, at the filming. <laughs> 3D gives me a headache. Yeah, me too. It's, it's hard for... Take your drama mean. I mean, all of us game honors have glasses. Glasses. And then to wear 3D yeah. glasses on top of that can be a challenge sometimes. And sometimes give you a headache. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, see it regular if you want. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just, yeah, totally. It was fun. Okay, but one, one, one thing about the book that I wanted to bring up, because when I heard about the casting, it, I was kind of like, ah. Because the, char- the main character, Parzival, mm-hmm. in the book is an overweight kid. And they, they make a point about this. Yeah. Um, about how he gets to kind of be somebody else in the virtual world. Yes. And then later in the book, as he sort of becomes more successful there, and he creates these, like, haptic things and, like, creates a system to kind of, like, get himself more fit i think mm-hmm. and i mean it's not a central thing but then when they cast this guy who's like this hot skinny teen he's well that's i mean and, did they address it at all is well, that even part of it he's always wearing glasses which uh-huh. as we all know some people like glasses Means you're a fat nerd. exactly yeah and um you know because i don't he's already cyclops <laughs> right i don't think they go out of their way to make him look dumpy uh-huh. but they certainly don't do anything to show off whether or not he has a good body yeah um, you know, they always say the camera adds 10 pounds. Right. So it's, it's not like, it's not like he looks like some super ripped young twink or yeah. anything like that. He's cute enough. Mm-hmm. Probably his haircut isn't great. You know, yeah. it's poofier than, than most people's probably. Um, but we saw his clothing at, um, at the Arclight mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. His, his regular the, outfit the cost, is, the costume. Mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, oh. He's thinner in real life than he looks on the screen. Hmm. The one complaint that I have heard is actually about Artemis, the female character, mm-hmm. where in the book she too, you know, has some body issues, but they kept her one big issue, um, which I, I don't know if this is an important spoiler or anything like that, but she's no. got a big birthmark over one of her eyes. Uh-huh. And, you know... They, they make a point of pointing it out. You know, she uses her hair to, to hide it. But they don't hide it for the rest of the show. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of, you know, like when you really get to know somebody, their defects, perceived defects, um, you know, it's kind of disappear. But you, you read the book and saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the movie has less of the video game influence I think than the movie? The, no. I think that the changes that they made make make a lot of sense mm-hmm. um for instance in the book and this isn't a spoiler for the movie because it's not in it but one of the cha- uh, one of the challenges involves defeating a wizard from the very first module from D that was ever produced uh-huh. that would have weight with like maybe maybe two percent of the audience uh-huh. and i was kind of looking forward to seeing that but i understand why they cut it another one of the challenges was to recite all of the words, all of the dialogue, to War Games of all movies, the <gasps> movie with Matthew Broderick. Right. And it's like, we tried to watch that recently, and we both it's fell asleep. It's boring. Yeah. It's a boring fucking movie. The movie that they picked is not only more cinematically important, but they they changed, or they added some elements to it that made it feel a lot more like a video game. And uh-huh. I was very, very pleased. It seemed like... It came out of nowhere. I uh-huh. was like, this movie? Why? This is so weird. Uh-huh. It totally it works. works. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, thing of today. 
Was that spoiler-free enough? Yes. Thank okay. you. I've actually seen it probably in a couple hours. Too. Okay. <laughs> I would see it again, which is kind of rare for most movies that oh, I nice. see nowadays. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk quite so long about that. But That's okay. Okay, we'll get to it again. Yeah. Uh, Steven, what made you level up? So, Persona 5, the anime starts today. Ooh. I mentioned that already, but going to a little viewing party later. Oh, what? So, Where? Just at my friend's house. So oh. Just, but, like, all of us are really excited because we were, we were all, like, we have a little chat for just Persona stuff. Oh, interesting. And so we've been... Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, do they listen? Yeah. Okay. Good. So uh, we're going to see that tonight, so I'm really excited about it. Good. Awesome. Just from, like, the quality of the animation um, and how they're following the game, mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to get fucked up real fast. <laughs> Does Morgana continue to hit on Panther? Most likely. Yeah. That's kind of okay. that's kind of like his thing. Yeah. Um, there's a fun like um, panel they did at PAX one year, and she's and like the voice of Morgana's like, I'm gender neutral. Stop like. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I saw. I went to the website for the anime, and I they have like character sheets for each character, mm-hmm. and they refer to Morgana as it. They never say he or she. Interesting. That's weird. It was like in the game, he says that he's a he. Mm. Mm. But then, Maybe that'll be the big reveal. Mm. He's an it. <laughs> it. It definitely is an it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be no. thinking of you shouldn't be thinking of cats that way. Yeah. Because gender's make, important for this podcast. Because he yeah. makes a big fuss of like, I'm not a cat and I'm not a girl. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm a boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We're like, okay, cat, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this was an extra long show. Um <sighs> Well, yeah, hope, I don't know if next time we'll have Infinity War, but hopefully we'll have one before then. But, yeah, we got more stuff to come, more games to talk about. God, no more big trips. I mean, God of War is coming out soon. I, Nino Kuni just came out. Far Cry Far, 5. Far Cry 5 just Bro, came out. Jesus. Oh, and we got some more uh, release dates on yeah, the games. Spider-Man too. just got a release date. For what's so. up? Spider-Man comes out in... Uh, July? September 7th. September. Yeah. Um, Mark's game, Detroit, comes out May 25th. I will believe that when it's in my hot little hands. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, God of War, and yeah. So, so more stuff? More I mean, stuff. to plan out. The world keeps churning, we keep gaming, and we gotta keep going. Yeah. You gotta do your pre orders at GameStop. <laughs> or Amazon. Or Amazon. Oh, GameStop's better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, until next time, game, game on. on.